0: Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Kerriger. It's great to be back with you folks today. And as always, I'm honored to have my friend and co-host Stephanie Wesco on the other line, a thousand miles away. And uh, Stephanie, how are you this morning?
1: I'm rejoicing in the Lord,
0: Doug. And, you know, I am so glad you have that rejoicing in the Lord thing going on here in the book of Philippians. It's quick, it's responsive. And uh, when we go on, when we move on to the next book, we'll, uh, uh, we might have to Come change it. Come up with it. a new one? We may have to. I don't know the people I think like it. I'm not getting any complaints about rejoicing in the Lord. So uh, I think we're in a good place. So folks, man, we've been through it. We, we finished yesterday morning uh, with this concept of these false prophets, these knuckleheads, these people who hurt us, false brethren, these people who make believe they know everything, they act like that. Uh, they're generally people who have never done anything for God, never stepped out of their comfort zone. They just talk about people. They're bad people. Paul says he's wept over Uh, Those enemies of the cross, those people who said they were saved, those people who said they made a difference. And some of you listening to me today are dealing with things like a hurting heart, like PTSD. And you're like, Brother Doug, why do I got to deal with these knuckleheads? I don't know. I don't want to deal with them either, but that's what God has for us. And and we've dealt with them, and we realize that we just keep our eyes on Jesus, that we keep on pointing at Jesus, that it's all about Christ. It's not about the knuckleheads. The knuckleheads are there. They're going to be there. They're going to stay there. They stink. They're no good. They bug me. They make me sick to my stomach. But you know what? It's not about them. It's never been about them. Yeah. It's about serving Jesus Christ. And, and here we are. I want to entitle this podcast right up front, this 120 podcast, uh, 120th, and it's right at the end of the week. And we're, we, I can't believe we're at our 120th podcast, Stephanie. And uh, that's unbelievable. It seems like the months are flying by and the weeks. And but here we are. I want to talk about our citizenship in heaven our citizenship in heaven. And before I read this verse, I'm reminded, I I actually went to school and my first college degree in the secular school was a degree in American history or my first four-year degree. I had a two-year degree in computers and liberal arts or something like that, or American literature. And, but when I got a four-year degree, the idea was I was gonna teach American history. And do you know, this, this always messed me up, Stephanie, that a Roman citizen could go anywhere in the world and pull out a coin that represented his or her citizenship and nobody could kill them. They were Roman citizens. People would go to war for them. Once you had Roman citizenship, you had all you needed in the free world back then. You couldn't mess with them. They were Roman citizens. That's how it was to be a U.S. citizen for during the Eisenhower administration. Not one person, Stephanie, not one person was killed uh, with firearms after Eisenhower took office. He did the treaty uh, before his inauguration and the Korean War was over nobody messed with us i mean it was a time a great blessing to be an american citizen but you know what's better than being an american citizen you know what's better than being a roman citizen my dear friends is being a citizen of heaven and and that's where we're taking off right here that's what paul's talking about remember just for sake of this study as we continue on remember for sake of this study and to key our minds right that Paul's in jail. He's uh, he's handcuffed to a jailer. I I mean I believe there are times when that jailer's seeing him weep, when when that jailer jailer's seeing him smile, when when the jailer's seeing him inspired by God to write His word. You're never the same if you're chained to the Apostle Paul. And uh, yeah. I, I believe these guys are getting saved and things are happening. And and, and look what it says here in in verse number twenty and. Uh, Uh, Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 20, it says our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what that's saying, Stephanie, is we've got citizenship in heaven. And the king of that country is coming back. That's Jesus Christ. And and he's been crowned with mocking thorns. He's, he's been hung on a tree. But friends, there's a triumph that's coming. He's coming again. Those battle scar hands. The only man made things in heaven, Stephanie, are are the holes in his hands and feet that nailed him to the cross. That's all you're going to find. Everything else is undefiled. And every one of us have, who have sinned, every one of us uh, are part of those holes in his hands. And and we wait for that day. We look forward to that. We're citizens. And, and Thinking about that, Stephanie, what do you think about being a citizen of heaven?
1: Well, I think it's uh, you know, that God, the holy God of the universe who, you know, created this world perfect, who created this world free of sin and any curses of sin. And then, you know, Adam and Eve messed it all up with their disobedience to God in the garden. And then God in his grace and mercy promised way back then to send a redeemer and um, Jesus came and he conquered and yeah. he conquered death yeah. and he gives each person the free offer to become a citizen of heaven and um, I think it's an, it's an amazing demonstration of the love and the mercy and the grace of God that there is no person who is too low, that Christ's love is not there to Yeah, pick them up and to save them. It's powerful.
0: There's no ditch too deep. There's no sin too great. There's, you know, listen, we're not talking about eradication of the flesh. We're not talking about if you've been arrested for murder, that all of a sudden you're pardoned. But we are. We're talking about being pardoned by God and having citizenship in heaven. You, you know, you're going to do your term. You're going to do your time but you're going to serve a wonderful God in heaven. And I I think that's the significant part of what you were just talking about there is, uh, you know, the Bible tells us in what, John 14, that and we, we talked about John 14. We actually did a series on John 14. And he said something, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, ye may be also. Now that's pretty exciting stuff. We get to go be with Christ. That citizenship's important. That citizenship is everything you need. It's like, you know, when I travel, Stephanie, I have a hotel reservation or a church profits chamber reservation or a family I'm staying with or whatever the case may be, that's all worked out before I leave the house. And, and you know why I do that? And that wasn't a rhetorical question. The reason I do that is I want I to pull like, up somewhere. You
1: to give an answer
0: here? <laughs> yeah, because I want to pull up somewhere and be guaranteed a place to stay. And I believe that's what's going on. And you see, folks, when you're a thousand miles apart and you're talking through a couple of telephones and microphones and a filter and all those different things, and there's noises and sometimes it gets it gets messy. But uh, we did do 15 <laughs> together here a couple weeks ago, and we're going to do 15 together in a week or so. Uh, Debbie and I are heading out to Indiana with the Wesco uh, family out there, the Wesco worshipers. And uh, but anyway, here we are. Here You're we
1: are. <laughs> and then
0: we so we dealt with the citizenship. He's going to prepare a place for us. We've got citizenship. We have a place waiting for us. We have a house waiting for us. Uh, we're looking for him, as the Bible tells us. We're eagerly waiting for him. And uh, and that's what Paul's talking about. And then he goes on to verse 21 and he talks about our prospect. He said, Who will change our vile body? that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the work in whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Man, I'm excited about this. You know what it's talking about? We're getting new bodies, Stephanie. I mean, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, I think that there's that beautiful thing that, um, <laughs> And we struggle with pain here, knowing that there's a day that there'll be no pain.
0: There'll be no and, more pain. Um, it's like a song. You
1: know, that's yeah. A few, yeah.
0: There'll be no more. I don't even know what the song is, praise God. But there'll be no well, more pain. Well,
1: there's a No More Night song, and it does talk about no more night, no more pain. Um, but um,
0: I'm not going to ask you to sing it. it. You got worried there for a minute. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I did. I did. I was
1: like, "What did I just do?" Yeah. No, there's it's it's a beautiful promise. Um, that that gives us hope, and um, I think it's beautiful that he says he'll change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. According wow. to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things into himself and you know, it's the power of God It's the power of the gospel.
0: I don't think I'm gonna get changes. A, a yeah I don't think that I'm gonna get any more pain. Yeah, there's no yeah, more pain and
1: it, It's beautiful. It's beautiful to know um, That we can pass from Pain here on earth to no pain in heaven and that's um, just like wow that's the power of the gospel. That's yeah. how powerful it is. And that's, oh, amazing. Yeah. that's
0: amazing. Man, it takes you to a different place. And <laughs> and you know, that whole concept of Stephanie's body hurts from the action. And, and, and uh, from what she went through carrying Charles and little Charles out of that uh, car of murder over there in Cameroon to know that one day, man, one day you're going to be jumping around up there, Stephanie, and I'm going to be jumping around and boy, these bodies are going to feel good. And then it, and it says, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. You know, a lot of people believe we're going to be like his age when he went to heaven, Stephanie. So we're going to be like 33 years old and man, I, we're going to feel good. And, and the, the Bible says we're going to know each other. And so we're going to look the same, we're, but we're going to have a glorious body. And, you know, we're not going to be worried about whether or not that Haagen-Dazs ice cream is uh, going to be hitting us where we don't want it to. And then it says, according to the work and whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. And can you believe that? He can... He can undo things. You know, the, the, the body, when we die, that's a, that's a picture of sin and destruction and the deadly diseases and all these things in this world and the pornography. And, 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 the, and you know, increasingly this world is getting more and more wicked. And just the other day I was talking to a young lady on the phone who was so upset because uh, there's a group of people in the United States who thinks pedophiles or pedophilia is a sexual choice. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, we live in a world that is wicked. About eight months to a year ago, this guy wanted to marry his female Great Dane in the state of California. And I gotta tell you something, this world is wicked. This world is going to a place where it is so wicked, so upside down, uh, so insignificant, uh, you know, they could care less about God's word and what God is doing for us. And that's a terrible thing, Stephanie. That's a uh, that's a terrible, terrible thing, yet that's exactly where this world is going. But here's God's promise to us. We get a new body who will change our, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned onto a glorious body. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. I, you know, I want to see, I hope God takes a picture of my mother uh, when she gets her new body. I hope I get to watch that experience and, and, and see mom back being young and healthy and all over those things and see mom in a different place. And, and uh, you know, no more memory problems, no more strokes, uh, no more arthritis, her poor fingers were so crooked. But our, our God doesn't leave us like that in heaven. Uh, our God gives us those new bodies, those new places, a, a new way to live. And, and you know, uh, Stephanie, when our relatives, when when Brother Charles, when dear Charles, your husband went to heaven, His body was in pretty good shape. You tell me he never had pain except for a little bit of sinuses, but it even got better. There's no pain up there. There's no pain. So I think what Paul's telling us here or or the direction he's leading us in is, listen, God's on one side, heaven's on one side, and everything's on the other side. How do we describe that? Well, I think it's
1: it's the exchange of putting off the mortal with immortality and um yeah i think it's obviously that supernatural thing that has to happen there and um i think it's just i don't know there's i, I love the co- the whole concept of our conversation in verse 20 he says our conversation is in heaven uh, Our 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 yeah. conversation is what defines who we are. It is our conversation. You know that's that's our um, way of life. It's everything about us. And I think Paul saying, "Yeah, well, even here on earth, even here on earth, because of who Christ is in us, are we are to be living here like we want to live in heaven? We are to be having that walk with God. We are amen. to be having that fellowship with Him, and Thank you, Lord, yeah, that this because." because that's where we're looking to we're looking to Jesus we're looking to all, all of who he is and life with him that changes our whole outlook uh, changes our whole outlook you know we've looked at all these things throughout chapters 1, 2, and 3 and he's saying because you know <clears throat> because of who Christ is in us because our whole life is about knowing him more and walking with him yeah, we're is. already is. We're already wanting to live here on earth like we'll live with him. We want that close of fellowship yeah. and knowing that he's going to take away the vile body and fashion it according to him. I think Paul's just trying to get our perspective on Christ here. Yeah, he and is. And that's his end goal. And I,
0: And I think that's what it's all about. You know, faith sees when you're staring at a casket of a loved one. And sadly, we've all been there multiple times. Faith sees heaven. Faith sees that body living eternally. Faith sees the, the body's going from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And uh, you know, faith knows that there's a new body. Faith knows to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. But you know what I've been thinking about as you've been talking and as we've been reading this, Stephanie? I'm thinking about what does unbelief deal with here? What do they deal with when they're standing in front of the casket of a loved one? What are they dealing with? I mean, what what does the world see?
1: The world sees hopelessness. Um, I've experienced funerals where the the person who died was lost and, um, or maybe the person in the casket was saved, but the family that's there at the funeral is lost. And the spirit is so much more one of hopelessness and one of despair and one of sorrowing with with just no real comfort when the rubber meets the road and um, the, the, pers- the, the incredible perspective change that happens when you're a child of God is just phenomenal because the focus isn't on just the fact that this person is dead that they're, they're non-existent um, yeah the, the focus is on the fact that they're in heaven that they've been made whole that yeah. they're free from sin, they're free from pain, they're free from um, all of the issues. Um, yeah. And I, I think for me, when I think about you know the the whole concept of hope versus no hope, um, you know, for for children, it's huge to be able to tell to be able to tell my kids, your daddy's in heaven, he's alive, and that's huge, you know people around us and i think this hammers in with me the need the incredible um incredible responsibility we have as god's children to give that hope of the gospel out to share the hope of heaven to share the hope of the power of the cross to change lives people need hope they need healing and um people need the lord yeah yes and um so need to be able to see Christ lived in us. And I think that's part of what Paul is saying here, that our conversation is in heaven. Our way of life, our words, our actions should, show, should so be displaying the hope of heaven and the hope of Christ and his love that people are drawn to him through us. Yeah. And that is, you know, we do not want to be labeled as an enemy of the cross of Christ. No,
0: no. we And wanna, you're, we there's new... no
1: neutral ground. There's no neutral ground. Right. You are either a friend of the cross of Christ or you're an enemy.
0: That's right. And you know, when you live on the fence, you're gonna fall one side or the other and it's usually the bad side. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And with Christ, and you're so, either saved or you're not.
1: Right, right. And you're either being proactive in winning the lost, or you are being a hindrance to the cause of Christ through either being lukewarm or through being cold yeah. and complacent. And so I think that this is just a huge challenge here in these verses of where's my conversation? When people look at me, where's my conversation at when the rubber meets the road? And, you know, you can what does it profit if you gain the whole world and lose your own soul? And what's it profit you if, if you have everything this world has to offer And yet your conversation is not in heaven, so hence the only place you've laid up treasure is here on earth. Yeah. And um, it's just a huge challenge, a serious challenge to me as um, a child of God and as a mother and as someone, you know, God, God gives each of us a responsibility to fulfill. And am I fulfilling that responsibility that God's given me, that calling he's placed on my life as to why he's left me here?
0: Wow. And I think, you know, that just caught me off guard a little bit. This is why I'm left here. This is why I didn't get shot in that car in Cameroon. and. And, you know, maybe that's why those listening with PTSD, those with triggers, those who've been through terrible physical things, those who've endured hardship at the greatest level, those who have sat next to people in fighting positions and foxholes and watched their buddy get shot, those whose lives have been upside down, those who've been molested and beaten, hurt time after time. Maybe that's why God has left us here, Stephanie, is to make a difference, is to... Uh, to step out, to point to the cross, to uh, press toward that high calling, to continue on, to to keep going, to tell other people so that when people look at that casket and they know their loved one isn't there anymore, they know to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord, that there's, instead of being hopeless, it's hope-filled. And uh, they can trust in the hope of Christ. And as so many have done, uh, they can trust, put their faith in God, and, and God alone can take you there. And you know, brethren, if you're listening today, And I know I've said this and I say this once a week or so. You need to be saved. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the Bible says there's four simple ways of doing that. We want you to have the, the hopefulness that Stephanie was talking about. We want you to have uh, that citizenship in heaven that the apostle Paul was telling us about. We want you to know for sure to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. We want you to know where your relatives are going because you share the gospel with them. And the Bible says there's four things we need to know. First thing it says we're all sinners. There are none righteous. No, not one. We all fall short of the glory of God. The Bible is clear. We're all sinners. The Bible's clear that sin is a problem. The Bible goes on to say that because of sin, it says, for the wages of sin is death. Because of sin, we're all going to die. Because sin has entered into this world, we're all going to die. We have to cross that river. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says when you're saved, the Bible says when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you pass from death unto life, that your body's not dying anymore, your body's not going through junk anymore, that you pass from death unto life. And like Stephanie was talking about, like we just read, you get a glorified body, you get rid of this vile body, you get rid of these things we're going through. But then, the, So we know we're sinners. We know there's a price on sin. But then the Bible says that Jesus paid that price. The Bible says for the wages, uh, I'm sorry, uh, but God commendeth his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us before you were born, brethren, before we had this radio show, before this broadcast, before any of this, Christ died for your sin. But you got to do something with it. So number one, you're a sinner. Number two, there's a price on sin. Number three, Christ paid for that price. And brethren, you can be listening to this podcast today and on your way to hell because the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that we must speak it with our mouth and believe it with our heart. And it goes on to say the heart speaketh on the righteousness. And it even goes on to say that the heart speaketh on the salvation. It's about praying to Christ and trusting in Him alone to take your sin. Praying in Christ's name. And you know what He's going to do, brethren? He's going to save you. You're gonna get rid of this vile body. You're gonna get a brand new one. There's no more torment. There's no more torture. There's no more illness. Anything you wanna say on the way out, Stephanie? Any parting words to these wonderful brethren that allowed us in their earways this
1: morning? Well, I think there's just the comfort of, you know, if you have been through trash, if you feel like your earthly body has been scarred and, you know, you've been through abuse, you've been through things that maybe have from all from a physical or mental or emotional perspective have left you a little messed up yeah. remember that you serve a god of hope that once you've accepted christ as your savior you have a god of hope that lives in you and you have that precious hope that god is going to change your body someday he's going to change yeah. your your mind he's going to take away all of those wounds and Someday they'll be permanently gone. But until then, as long as God has you here, he wants to take each one of those scars. Christ still bears the scars and the wounds that he took on the cross for us. And so with Christ living in you and in his strength, take those scars and those wounds and use your conversation, use your lifestyle, use, use everything about you to point people to the hope of heaven and God. God can use you here to bring incredible honor and glory to himself
0: Amen and that's where we're at today folks and our Heavenly Citizenship the 120th podcast and do exactly what Stephanie's saying throw away the things of this earth they're going to grow strangely dim as we told you last week It's all about God, it's pressing toward that high mark, it's getting that citizenship in heaven, it's getting that brand new body, it's getting rid of that vile body, it's putting our sin aside. Oh man, we love you folks out there. We hope that you're doing great. Thank you for taking this opportunity to let us into your earways. We look forward to talking to you again Monday morning and may God bless you and may he meet all your needs. Thank you very much, bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this
1: podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.